Hello, and welcome to this episode of Teens Read the Book, where we feature teenage voices reading for you the entire text of the Book of Mormon. I'm your host, McKay Nelson. Our podcast episodes so far have covered the first and second books of Nephi, which comprise the first 117 pages of the English version of the Book of Mormon. These were mostly the writings of Nephi, his father and brother, and the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. Today, in the book of Jacob, we have the teachings of Nephi's younger brother, who describes feeling a great responsibility for the welfare and well-being of his people when his brother died. Listen in the first couple of chapters to how Jacob describes feeling compelled by the Spirit of the Lord to teach his people about some pretty heavy topics, including not loving riches too much, pride, and the Lord's law of chastity. Jacob presents an extended allegory of an olive tree to teach about the scattering and gathering of the Lord's covenant people Israel. Congratulations to Eve from Houston, Texas for reading it for us. Jacob 5 is the longest chapter in the entire Book of Mormon. Jacob ends by describing an encounter he had with a skeptic who would only believe in God if he were shown a sign. I'm telling you guys, don't ever attempt God by asking him for a sign. The records then pass through a bunch of people's hands, including Jacob's son Enos, who shares a really cool experience he had while praying for forgiveness for his sins, and then from fathers to sons or brothers through several generations. Some of these record keepers wrote a lot, and some only little in the book of Enos, Jerem, and Omni. By the end of this podcast, we will have completed what is referred to as the small plates of Nephi, and we will be ready for the next section of writings on what is called the large plates. Thanks to today's readers who send in recordings from California, Utah, Texas, and Virginia. And now, enjoy the books of Jacob, Enos, Jerem, and Omni from the Book of Mormon. The Book of Jacob, the Brother of Nephi, the words of his preaching unto his brethren. He confoundeth a man who seeketh to overthrow the doctrine of Christ. A few words concerning the history of the people of Nephi. Jacob chapter 1. Jacob and Joseph seek to persuade men to believe in Christ and keep his commandments. Nephi dies. Wickedness prevails among the Nephites, about 544 to 421 B.C. For behold, it came to pass that fifty and five years had passed away from the time that Lehi had left Jerusalem. Wherefore, Nephi gave me Jacob a commandment concerning the small plates upon which these things were engraven. And he gave me, Jacob, a commandment that I should write upon these plates a few of the things which I considered to be most precious that I should not touch, save it it were lightly, concerning the history of the pe- of this people, which were called the people of Nephi. For he said that the history of the people shall be engraven upon other plates, and that I should preserve these plates and hand them down unto my seed from generation to generation. And if there were preaching which was sacred, or revelation which was great, or prophesying, that I should engraven the heads of them upon these plates, and touch upon them as much as it were possible for Christ's sake, and the sake of our people. For behold, faith and great anxiety, it truly has made it manifest unto us concerning our people, what things should happen unto them. And we also had many revelations and the spirit of much prophecy wherefore we knew of christ and his kingdom which should come wherefore we labored diligently among our people that we might persuade them to come unto christ and partake of the goodness of god and they might enter into his rest lest by any means he should not swear in his wrath they should not enter in as in the provocation 
in the days temptation while the children of Israel were in the wilderness. Wherefore we should we would to God that we could persuade all men not to rebel against God, to provoke him to anger, but that all men would believe in Christ and view his death and suffer his cross and bear the shame of the world. Wherefore I, Jacob, take it upon my me to fulfill the commandment of my brother Nephi. Now Nephi began to get old, and he saw that he must soon die. Wherefore he anointed the man to be king and ruler over his people now, according to the reigns of the kings. Uh, the people have loved Nephi exceedingly, and he having been a great protector for them, having wielded the sword of Laban in their defense, and having labored in all his days for their welfare. Wherefore the people were desirous to retain his remembrance, his name, and whoso should reign in his stead were called by the people second Nephi, third Nephi, and also the fourth, according to the reigns of the kings, and thus they were called by the people. Let, let them be whatever name they would. And it came to pass that Nephi died. Now the people were not Lamanites, were Nephites. Nevertheless, uh, they were called Nephites, Jacobites, Josephites, Zoramites, Lamanites, Lemunites, and Ishmaelites. But I, Jacob, should not hereafter distinguish by the, uh, them by these names, but I shall call them Lamanites, that seek to destroy the people of Nephi, and I shall call those who are friendly Nephi uh, to Nephi, I shall call them Nephites, or the people of Nephi, according to the reigns of the kings. And now it came to pass that the people of Nephi, under the reign of their second king, began to grow uh, hard in their hearts and indulged themselves in somewhat and wicked practices, such, uh, such as like unto David, or of old desiring many wives and concubines, and also Solomon his son. Yea, and they begin to search much gold and silver, and begin to be lifted up somewhat in pride. Before I, Jacob, gave unto them these words, as I taught them in the temple, having first obtained my errand from the God, from God. For I, Jacob, and my brother Joseph have been consecrated priests and teachers of this people by the hand of Nephi. And we did magnify our office unto the Lord, taking upon us this responsibility, answering the sins of the people upon our own heads, as if we did not teach them the word of God with all diligence, wherefore by laboring with our might, their blood might uh, not come upon our garments, otherwise their blood would come upon our garments, and we would not be found spotless at the last day. Jacob chapter 2 
Jacob denounces the love of riches, pride, and unchastity. Men may seek riches to help their fellow men. The Lord commands that no man among the Nephites may have more than one wife. The Lord delights in the chastity of women. About 544 to 421 BC. The words which Jacob, the brother of Nephi, spake unto the people of Nephi after the death of Nephi. Now, my beloved brethren, I, Jacob, according to the responsibility which I am under to God, to magnify mine office with soberness, and that I might rid my garments of your sins, I come up unto the temple this day, that I might declare unto you the word of God. And ye yourselves know that I have hitherto been diligent in the office of my calling, but I this day am weighed down with much more desire and anxiety for the welfare of your souls than I have hitherto been. For behold, as yet ye have been obedient unto the word of God, which I have given unto you. But behold, hearken unto me, and know that by the help of the all-powerful Creator of heaven and earth, I can tell you concerning your thoughts, how that ye are beginning to labor in sin, which sin appeareth very abominable unto me, yea, and abominable unto God. Yea, it grieveth my soul, and causeth me to shrink with shame before the presence of my Maker, that I must testify unto you concerning the wickedness of your hearts. And it also grieveth me that I must use so much boldness of speech concerning you, before your wives and your children, many of those whose feelings are exceedingly tender and chaste and delicate before God, which thing is pleasing unto God. And it supposeth me that they have come up hither to hear the pleasing word of God, yea, the word which healeth the wounded soul. Wherefore, it burdeneth my soul that I should be constrained, because of the strict commandment which I have received from God, to admonish you according to your crimes, to enlarge the wounds of those who already are wounded, instead of consoling and healing their wounds, and those who have not been wounded, instead of feasting upon the pleasing word of God, have daggers placed to pierce their souls and wound their delicate minds. But, notwithstanding the greatness of the task, I must do according to the strict commandments of God, and tell you concerning your wickedness and abominations, in the presence of the pure heart, pure in heart, and the broken heart, and under the glance of the piercing eye of the Almighty God. Wherefore, I must tell you the truth according to the plainness of the word of God. For behold, as I inquired of the Lord, thus came the word unto me, saying, Jacob, get thou up into the temple on the morrow, and declare the word which I shall give thee unto this people. And now, behold, my brethren, this is the word which I declare unto you, that many of you have begun to search for gold and for silver and for all manner of precious ores in the la- in the which this land, which is a land of promise unto you and to your seed, doth abound most plentifully. And the hand of providence hath smiled upon you most pleasingly that, that you have att- obtained many riches and because some of you have obtained more abundantly than that of your brethren, ye are lifted up in the, in the pride of your hearts and wear stiff necks and high heads because of the costillant Castilliness and high heeds because of the castilliness of your people, of your peril, and persecute your brethren because ye suppose that ye are better than they. And now, my brethren, do ye suppose that God justifieth you in this thing? Behold, I say unto you, Nay, but he condemneth you, and if ye persist in these things, his judgments must speedily come unto you. O oh, that he would show you that he can pierce you. And with his one gl- and with one glance of his eye he can smite you to the dust. Oh that he would rid you from this iniquity and abomination, and oh that ye would listen unto the word of his commandments, and let not this pride of your hearts destroy your souls. 
Think of your brethren like unto yourselves, and be familiar with all and free with your substance, that they may be rich like unto you. But before ye seek for riches, seek ye for the kingdom of God. And after ye have obtained a hope in Christ, ye shall obtain riches, if ye seek them. And ye will seek them for the intent to do good, to clothe the naked, and to feed the hungry, and to liberate the captive, and administer relief to the sick and the afflicted. And now, my brethren, I have spoken unto you concerning pride, and those of you which have afflicted your neighbor and persecuted him, because ye were proud in your hearts of the things which God hath given you, what say ye of it? Do ye not suppose that such things are abominable unto him who created all flesh, and the one being is as precious in his sight as the other? And all flesh is of the dust, for the self for the self same end hath he created them, that they should keep his commandments and glorify him forever. And now I make an end of speaking unto you concerning this pride. And were it not that I must speak unto you concerning a grosser crime, my heart would rejoice exceedingly because of you. But the word of God burdens me because of your grosser crimes. For behold, thus saith the Lord, this people begin to wax in iniquity. They understand not the scriptures, for they seek to excuse themselves in committing whoredoms because of the things which are written concerning David and Solomon his son. Behold, David and Solomon truly had many wives and concubines, which thing was abominable before me, saith the Lord. Wherefore, thus saith the Lord, I have led this people forth out of the land of Jerusalem by the power of mine arm, that I might raise up unto me a righteous branch from the fruit of the loins of Joseph. Wherefore, I, the Lord God, will not suffer that this people do like unto them of old. Wherefore, my brethren, hear me, and hearken unto the word of the Lord. For there, should, for there shall not be any man among you, have, sa have save it be one wife, and concubines he shall have none. For I, the Lord God, delighteth in the chastity of women, and whoredoms are an abomination before me, thus saith the Lord of hosts. Wherefore, this people shall keep my commandments, saith the Lord of hosts, or cursed be the land for their sakes. For if I will, saith the Lord of hosts, raise up seed unto me, I will command my people, otherwise they shall hearken unto these things. For behold, I, the Lord, have seen, have seen the sorrow and heard the mournings of the daughters of my people in the land of Jerusalem, yea, and in all the lands of my people, because of the wickedness and abominations of their husbands. And I will not suffer, saith the Lord of hosts, that the cries of the fair daughters of this people, which I have led out of the land of Jerusalem, shall come up unto me against the men of my people, saith the Lord of hosts. For they shall not lead away captive the daughters of my people because of their tenderness, save I shall save, save I shall visit them with a sore curse, even unto destruction, for they shall not commit whoredoms, like unto them of old, saith the Lord of hosts. And now behold, my brethren, ye know that these commandments were given to our father Lehi, wherefore ye have known them before, and ye have come unto great condemnation, for ye have done these things which ye ought not to have done. Behold, ye have greater iniquities than the Lamanites, our brethren. Ye have broken the hearts of your tender wives and lost the confidence of your children because of your bad examples before them. And the sobbings of the hearts ascend, and the sobbings of their hearts ascend up to God against you. And because of the strictness of the word of God, which cometh down against you, many hearts died pierced with deep wounds. Chapter three, the pure in heart received the pleasing word of God. Lamanite righteousness exceeds that of Nephites. Jacob warns against fornication, lasciviousness, and every sin. 
But behold, I, Jacob, would speak unto you that are pure in heart. Look unto God with firmness of mind, and pray unto him with exceeding faith, and he will console you in your afflictions, and he will plead your cause, and send down justice upon those who seek your destruction. O all ye that are pure in heart, lift up your heads, and receive the pleasing word of God, and feast upon his love. For ye may, if your minds are firm, forever. But woe, woe unto you that are not pure in heart, that are filthy this day before God. For except ye repent, the land is cursed for your sakes. And the Lamanites, which are not filthy like unto you, nevertheless they are cursed with a sore cursing, shall scourge you even unto destruction. And the time speedily cometh, that except ye repent, ye shall possess the land of your inheritance. And the Lord God will lead away the righteous out from among you. Behold, the Lamanites, your brethren, whom ye hate because of their filthiness, and the cursing which hath come upon their skins, are more righteous than you, for they have not forgotten the commandment of the Lord, which was given unto our Father, that they should have, save it were one wife, and concubines, they should have none, and there should not be whoredoms committed among them. And now this commandment they observe to keep. Wherefore, because of this observance and keeping this commandment, the Lord God will not destroy them, but will be merciful unto them, and one day they shall become a blessed people. Behold, their husbands love their wives, and their wives love their husbands, and their husbands and their wives love their children, and their unbelief and their hatred towards you is because of the iniquity of their fathers. Wherefore, how much better are you than they in the sight of your great Creator? O brethren, I fear that unless ye shall repent of your sins, that their skins will be whiter than yours when ye shall be brought with them before the throne of God. Wherefore, a commandment I give unto you, which is the word of God, that ye revile no more against them because of the darkness of their skins. Neither shall ye revile against them because of their filthiness. But ye shall remember your own filthiness, and remember that their filthiness came because of their fathers. Wherefore, ye shall remember your children, how... (coughs) How that ye have grieved their hearts because of the example that ye have set before them. And also, remember that ye may, because of your filthiness, bring your children unto destruction, and their sins be heaped upon your heads at the last day. O my brethren, hearken unto my words. Arouse the faculties of your souls. Shake yourselves that ye may awake from the slumber of death. And loose yourselves from the pains of hell that ye may not become angels to the devil to be cast into that lake of fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And now I, Jacob, speak many more things unto the people of Nephi, warning them against fornication and lasciviousness and every kind of sin, telling them the awful consequences of them. And a hundredth part of the proceedings of this people, which now began to be numerous, cannot be written upon these plates. But many of their proceedings and their are written upon the larger plates, and their wars, and their contentions, and the reigns of their kings. These plates are called the plates of Jacob, and they were made by the hand of Nephi. And I make an end of speaking these words. Chapter 4 All the prophets worshipped the Father in the name of Christ. Abraham's offering of Isaiah was in similitude of God and his only begotten men, should reconcile themselves to God through the atonement. The Jews will reject the foundation stone. Now behold, it came to pass that I, Jacob, have ministering much unto my people in words, and I cannot write but a little of my words because the difficulty of engraving our words upon plates. And we know that the things which we write upon 
plates must remain. But whatsoever things we write upon, anything saved upon plates must perish and vanish away. But we can write a few words upon the plates, which will give our children and also our beloved brethren a small degree of knowledge concerning us or concerning their fathers. Now in this thing we do rejoice and labor diligently to engrave these words upon plates, hoping hoping that our beloved brethren and our children will receive them the thankful hearts and look upon them, that they may learn with joy and not sorrow, neither with content concerns their parents. For the intent we have written these things that they may know that we know of Christ and we had a hope of glory many hundred years before he his coming and not only we ourselves had a hope of his glory but also of the holy prophets which before us behold the beloved in Christ and worship the father in his name and also worship the father in his name and for this intent we keep the law of Moses, it pointing our souls to him. And for this cause, it is sanctified unto us for righteousness. Even as it accounted unto Abraham in the wilderness, to be obedient to unto the commands of God, in offering up his son Isaac, which is a similitude of God and his only begotten son. Wherefore, we search the prophets, and we have many re- revelations of the Spirit, of prophecy and we have these witnesses to obtain a hope and faith become myth shaken in some we can truly command the name of jesus christ the very trees obey us or the mountains and the waves and the sea nevertheless the lord god showeth us our weakness that we may know that is by his grace and his great condenses unto our children of men that we have power to do these things behold great and marvelous are the works of the lord how unsearchable are the depths of the mysteries of him and it is impossible that men should know all his ways and not know it of his ways save it be revealed unto him where we brethren despite not to the revelations of god for behold by his power of the word of man came unto upon the face of the earth which earth was created by the power of his word wherefore god being able to speak and the world was speak and man was created oh then why not able to command the earth or the workmanship of his hands upon his face of it according to his will and pleasure Wherefore, brethren, seek unto counsel the Lord, but to take counsel from his hand. For behold, ye selves know that he counseleth in wisdom and justice and in great mercy all over his works. Wherefore, beloved brethren, reconciled unto him atonement of Christ, his only begotten Son, and ye may attain resurrection according to the power of restoration, which is in Christ and presented his, as the first fruits of Christ unto God, having faith and attained a good hope of glory in him before he manifests himself to the flesh. And now, beloved, marvel not 
that I tell you these things, for why not speak of the atonement of Christ and attain the perfect knowledge of him, as to attain the knowledge of resurrection and the world to come? Behold, my brethren, he is that proseth, let him proseth to the understanding of men. For the Spirit speaketh the truth and lies not. Whereeth the speaking of things as we really care are things we will really be. Wherefore, these things are manifested unto us plainly for the salvation of our souls. But behold, we are not witnesses alone in this, these things. For God also spake unto prophets old. But behold, the Jews were sanctified people despite the words of plainness and keep the prophets for things they could not understand. Before, wherefore, because of the blindness, which blindness came by look beyond the mark, they must need fall. For God had taken away his plans for them and delivered as many things they cannot understand because they deserved it. And because they desired it, God hath done they may stumble. And now I, Jacob, am led by the Spirit unto processing, for the, for I preserve by the working of the Spirit in me, which is the stumbling of Jews. They will reject the stone upon they might build, have a safe foundation. But behold, according to the Scriptures, this stone shall become a great last and only sure foundation upon which the Jews can build. And now the Beloved... How is it possible that these things have ever rejected unto the foundation can ever build upon it that may become head of their corner? Behold, my brethren, I will not unfold this mystery unto you. I do not mean by means get shaken from my firmness in the spirit and stumble because of my anxiety for you. Jacob chapter 5 Jacob quotes Zenos relative to the allegory of the tame and wild olive trees. They are a likeness of Israel and the Gentiles. The scattering gathering of Israel are prefigured. Allusions are made to the Nephites and the Lamanites in all the house of Israel. Gentiles shall be grafted into Israel. Eventually the vineyard shall be burned. Verse 1. Behold, my brethren, do ye not remember to have read the words of the prophet Zenos, which he spake unto the house of Israel, saying, Hearken, O ye house of Israel, and hear the words of me, a prophet of the Lord. For behold, thus saith the Lord, I will liken thee, O house of Israel, like unto a tame olive tree, which a man took and nourished in his vineyard, and it grew, and waxed old, and began to decay. And it came to pass that the master of the vineyard went forth, and he saw that his olive tree began to decay, and he said, I will prune it, and dig about it, and nourish it, that perhaps it may shoot forth young and tender branches, and it perish not. And it came to pass that he pruned it, and digged about it, and nourished it according to his word. And it came to pass that after, the men, after many days it began to put forth somewhat a little young and tender branches, but behold, the main top thereof began to perish. And it came to pass that the master of the vineyard sought, and he said unto his servant, It grieveth me that I should lose this tree. Wherefore, go and pluck the branches from a wild olive tree, and bring them hither unto me. And we will pluck off those main branches which are beginning to wither away, 
and we will cast them into the fire that they may be burned. And behold, thus saith the Lord of the vineyard, I take away many of these young and tender branches, and I will graft them whithersoever I will. And it mattereth not that if it so be that the root of this tree will perish, I may preserve the fruit thereof unto myself. Wherefore, I will take these young and tender branches, and I will graft them whithersoever I will. Take thou the branches of the wild olive tree, and graft them in in the stead thereof. And these which I have plucked off, will I will cast into the fire and burn them, that they may not cumber the ground of my vineyard. And it came to pass that the servant of the Lord of the vineyard did according to the word of the Lord of the vineyard, and grafted the, in the branches of the wild olive tree. And the Lord of the vineyard caused that it should be digged about, and pruned, and nourished, saying unto his servant, It grieveth me that I should lose this tree. Wherefore, that perhaps I might preserve the roots thereof, that they perish not, that I might preserve them unto myself, I have done this thing. Wherefore, go thy way, watch the tree, and nourish it, according to my words. And these will I place in the nethermost part of my vineyard, whithersoever I will, it mattereth not unto thee. And I do it that I may preserve unto myself the natural branches of the tree, and also that I may lay up fruit thereof against the season unto myself, for it grieveth me that I should lose this tree and the fruit thereof. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard went his way, and hid the natural branches of the tame olive tree in the nethermost parts of the vineyard, some in one and some in another, according to his will and pleasure. And it came to pass that a long time passed away, and the Lord of the vineyard said unto his servant, Come, let us go down into the vineyard, that we may labor in the vineyard. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard, and also the servant, went down into the vineyard to labor. And it came to pass that the servant said unto his master, Behold, look here, behold the tree. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard looked and beheld the tree in the which the wild olive branches had been grafted, and it had sprung forth and began to bear fruit. And he beheld that it was good, and the natural fruit thereof was like unto the natural fruit and the fruit thereof was like unto the natural fruit. And he said unto the servant, Behold, the branches of the wild tree have been taken hold of the moisture of the root thereof, that the root thereof hath brought forth much strength. And because of the much strength of the root thereof, the wild branches have brought forth tame fruit. Now, if we had not grafted in these branches, the tree thereof would have perished. And now, behold, I shall lay up much fruit which the tree thereof hath brought forth, and the fruit thereof I shall lay up against the season unto mine own self. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard said unto the servant, Come, let us go to the nethermost part of the vineyard, and behold, if the natural branches of the tree have not brought forth much fruit also, that I may lay up the fruit thereof against the season unto mine own self. And it came to pass that they went forth whither the master had hid the natural branches of the tree, and he said unto the servant, Behold these. And he beheld that the first had brought forth much fruit, and he beheld also that it was good. And he said unto the servant, Take of the fruit thereof, and lay it up against the season, that I may preserve it unto mine own self. For behold, said he, this long time have I nourished it, and it hath brought forth much fruit. And it came to pass that the servant said unto his master, How comest thou hither to plant this tree, 
or this branch of the tree. For behold, it was the poorest spot in all the land of thy vineyard. And the Lord of the vineyard said unto him, Counsel me not. I knew that it was a poor spot of ground. Wherefore, I said unto thee, I have nourished it this long time, and thou beholdest that it hath brought forth much fruit. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard said unto his servant, Look hither, and behold, I have planted another branch of the tree also, and thou knowest that this spot of ground was poorer than the first. But behold, the tree, I have nourished it this long time, and it hath brought forth much fruit. Therefore, Gather it, and lay it up against the season, that I may preserve it unto mine own self. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard said again unto his servant, Look hither, and behold another branch also which I have planted. Behold that I have nourished it also, and it hath brought forth fruit. And he said unto the servant, Look hither, and behold the last. Behold, this have I planted in a good spot of ground, and I have nourished it this long time, and only a part of the tree hath brought forth tame fruit, and the other part of the tree hath brought forth wild fruit. Behold, I have nourished this tree like unto the others. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard said unto the servant, Pluck off the branches that have not brought forth good fruit, and cast them into the fire. But behold, the servant said unto him, Let us prune it, and dig about it, and nourish it a little longer, that perhaps it may bring forth good fruit unto thee that thou canst lay it up against the season. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard and the servant of the Lord of the vineyard did nourish all the fruit of the vineyard. And it came to pass that a long time had passed away, and the Lord of the vineyard said unto his servant, Come, let us down, come, let us go down into the vineyard, that we may labor again in the vineyard. For behold, the time draweth near, and the end come, soon cometh. Wherefore, I must lay up fruit against the season unto mine own self. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard and the servant went down into the vineyard, and they came to the tree whose natural branches had been broken off, and the wild branches had been grafted in, and behold, all sorts of fruit did come for the tree. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard did taste of the fruit, every sort according to its number. And the Lord of the vineyard said, Behold, this long time have we nourished the tree, this tree, and I have laid up unto myself against the season much fruit. But behold, this time it hath brought forth much fruit, and there is none of it which is good. And behold, there are all kinds of bad fruit, and it profiteth me nothing, notwithstanding all our labor. And now it grieveth me that I should lose this tree. And the Lord of the vineyard said unto the servant, what shall we do unto the tree, that I may preserve again good fruit thereof unto my own self? And the servant said unto his master, Behold, because thou didst graft in the branches of the wild olive tree, they have nourished the roots, and they are alive, and they have not perished. Wherefore thou beholdest that they are yet good. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard said unto his servant, The tree profiteth no me nothing, and the roots thereof profit me nothing so long as it shall bring forth evil fruit nevertheless i know that the roots are good and mine own purpose have i preserved them and because of their much strength they have hitherto brought forth from the wild branches good fruit but behold the wild branches have grown and overrun the roots thereof and because that the wild branches have overcome the roots thereof 
it hath brought forth much evil fruit. And because that it hath brought forth so much evil fruit, thou beholdest that it beginneth to perish, and it will soon become ripened, that it may cast into the that it may be cast into the fire, except we should do something for it to preserve it. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard said unto his servant, Let us go down into the nethermost parts of the vineyard, and behold the natural branches have also brought forth evil fruit. And it came to pass that they went down into the nethermost part of the vineyard. And it came to pass that they beheld that the fruit of the natural branches had become corrupt also, yea, the first and the second and also the last, and they had all become corrupt. And the wild fruit of the last tree had overcome that part of the tree which brought forth good fruit, even that the branch had withered away and died. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard wept and said unto his servant, What could I have done more for my vineyard? Behold, I knew that all the fruit of the vineyard, save it were these, had become corrupted. And now these, which have once brought forth good fruit, have also become corrupted. And now all the trees in my vineyard are good for nothing, save it to be hewn down and cast into the fire. And behold this last, and behold this last, whom branch, whose branch hath withered away, I did plant in a good spot of ground. Yea, even that which was choice unto me above all the other parts of the land of my vineyard. And thou beheldest that I also cut down that which cumbered this spot of ground, that I might plant this tree in the stead thereof. And thou beholdest that a part of thereof brought forth good fruit, and a part thereof brought forth wild fruit. And because I plucked not the branches thereof, and cast them into the fire, behold, they have overcome the good branch that it hath withered away. And now, behold, notwithstanding all the care which we have taken of my vineyard, the trees thereof have become corrupted, that they bring forth no good fruit. And these I had hoped to preserve, to lay, to have laid up fruit thereof against the season unto mine own self. But behold, they have become like unto the wild olive tree, and they are of no worth but to be hewn down and cast into the fire. And it grieveth me that I should lose them. But what could I have done more in my vineyard? Have I slackened my hand that I have not nourished it? Nay, I have nourished it, and I have digged about it, and I have pruned it, and I have dunged it, and I have stretched mine forth mine hand almost all the day long, and the end draweth not. And it grieveth me that I should hew down all the trees in my vineyard, and cast them into the fire, that they should be burned. Who is it that has corrupted my vineyard? And it came to pass that the servant said unto his master, is it not the loftiness of thy vineyard? Have the branches thereof overcome the roots which are good? Good, and because the branches have overcome the roots thereof, behold, they grew faster than the strength of the roots, taking strength unto themselves. Behold, I say, is this not is not this the cause that the trees of thy vineyard have become corrupted? And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard said unto the servant, let us go down and hew down the trees of the vineyard, and cast them into the fire, that they shall not cumber the ground of my vineyard, for I have done all. What could I have done more for my vineyard? But behold, the servant said unto the lord of the vineyard, Spare it a little longer. And the lord said, Yea, I will spare it a little longer, for it grieveth me that I should lose the trees of my vineyard. 
Wherefore, let us take of the branches of these which I have planted in the nethermost parts of my vineyard, and let us graft them into the tree from whence they came, and let us pluck from the tree those branches whose fruit is most bitter, and graft in the natural branches of the tree in the stead thereof. And this will I do that the tree may not perish, that perhaps I may preserve unto myself the roots thereof for mine own purpose. And behold, the roots of the natural branches of the tree which I planted, whithersoever I would, are yet alive. Wherefore, that I may preserve them also for mine own purpose, I will take of the branches of this tree, and I will graft them in unto them. Yea, I will graft in unto them the branches of their mother tree, that I may preserve the roots also unto mine own self, that when they shall be sufficiently strong, perhaps they may bring forth good fruit unto me, and I may yet have glory in the fruit of my vineyard. And it came to pass that they took from the natural tree which had become wild, and grafted in unto the natural trees, which had also become wild. And they also took of the natural trees which had become wild, and grafted into their mother tree. And the Lord of the vineyard said unto the servant, Pluck not the wild branches from the trees, save it be those which are most bitter, and in them ye shall graft according to that which I have said. And we will nourish again the trees of the vineyard, and we will trim up the branches thereof, and we will pluck from the trees those branches which are ripened, that must perish, and cast them into the fire. And this I do that perhaps the roots thereof may take strength because of their goodness, and because of the change of the branches, that the good may overcome, overcome the evil. And because that I have preserved the natural branches and the roots thereof, and that I have grafted in the natural branches again into their mother tree, and have preserved the roots of their mother tree, that perhaps the trees in my vineyard may bring forth again good fruit and that I may have joy again in the fruit of my vineyard, and, perhaps, that I may rejoice exceedingly that I have preserved the roots and branches of the first fruit. Wherefore, go to and call my servants, that we may labor diligently with our might in the vineyard, that we may prepare the way, that I may bring forth again the natural fruit, which natural fruit is good and the most precious above all other fruit. Wherefore, let us go to and labor with our might this last time, for behold, the end draweth nigh, and this is for, and this for the last time that I shall prune my vineyard. Graft in the branches, begin at the last that they may be first, and that the first may be last, and dig about the trees, both old and young, the first and the last, and the last and the first, that all may be nourished once again for the last time. Wherefore, dig about them, and prune them, and dung them once more, for the last time, for the end draweth nigh. And if it so be that these last grafts shall grow, and shall bring forth a natural fruit, then ye shall prepare the way for them, that they may grow. And as they begin to grow, and as they begin to grow, ye shall clear away the branches which shall bring forth bitter fruit, according to the strength of the good, and of the size thereof. And ye shall not clear away the bad thereof at once, lest the roots thereof be too strong for the graft, and the graft thereof shall perish, for I shall lose the trees in my vineyard. For it grieveth me that I should lose the trees in my vineyard. Wherefore, ye shall clear away the bad according as the good shall grow, that the root and the top may be equal in strength, until the bad, until the good shall overcome the bad, and the bad shall 
be hewn down and cast into the fire, that they cumber not the ground of my vineyard. And thus will I sweep away the bad out of my vineyard. And the branches of the natural tree will I graft in again into the natural tree. And the branches of the natural tree will I graft into the natural branches of the tree. And thus will I bring them together again, that they shall bring forth the natural fruit, and they shall be one. And the bad shall be cast away, yea, even out of all the land of my vineyard. For behold, only this once will I prune my vineyard. And it came to pass that the Lord of the vineyard said unto his servant, And the servant went and did as the Lord commanded him, and brought other servants, and there and they were few. And the Lord of the vineyard said unto them, Go to, and labor in the vineyard with your might. For behold, this is the last time that I shall nourish my vineyard, for the end is nigh at hand, and the season speedily cometh. And if ye labor with your might with me, ye shall have joy in the fruit which I shall lay up unto myself against the time which shall soon come. And it came to pass that the servants did go and labor with their mights, and the Lord of the vineyard labored also with them, and they did obey the commandments of the Lord of the vineyard in all things. And there began to be natural fruit again in the vineyard, and the branches began to grow and thrive exceedingly, and the wild branches began to be plucked off and to be cast away. And they did keep their root and the top thereof equal, according to the strength thereof. And thus they labored, with all diligence, according to the commandments of the Lord of the vineyard, even until the bad had been cast away out of the vineyard, and the Lord had preserved unto himself the trees that had become again the natural fruit. And they became like unto one body, and the fruits were equal. And the Lord of the vineyard had preserved unto himself the natural fruit, which was most precious unto him from the beginning. And it came to pass that when the Lord of the vineyard saw that his fruit was good, and that the vineyard was no more corrupt, he called up his servants and said unto them, Behold, for this last time we nourished my vineyard, we have nourished my vineyard, and now behold us that I have done according to my will, and I have preserved the natural fruit, that it may be that it is good, even like as it was in the beginning. And blessed art thou, for because ye have been diligent and laboring with me in my vineyard, and have kept my commandments, and have brought forth unto me again the natural fruit, that my vineyard is no more corrupted, and the bad is cast away, behold, ye shall have joy with me because of the fruit of my vineyard. For behold, for a long time will I lay up th- of the fruit of my vineyard again unto mine own self against the season which speedily cometh. And for the last time have I nourished my vineyard and pruned it, and dug about it, and dunged it. Wherefore I will lay up unto mine own self of the fruit, for a long time, according to that which I have spoken. And when the time cometh that that evil fruit shall again come into my vineyard, then will I cause the good and the bad to be gathered. And the good will I preserve unto myself, and the bad will I cast away into its own place. And then cometh the season and the end, and my vineyard will I cause to be burned with fire. Chapter 6 The Lord shall recover Israel in the last days. Then the world shall be burned with fire. Men must follow Christ to avoid the lake of fire and brimstone. About 544 to 421 BC. And now, behold, my brethren, as I said unto you that I would prosphate, behold, this my prosphate that the things which this prophet Zeno spake 
concerning the house of Israel, in the which he likened them unto a tame olive tree, must surely come to pass. And the day that he shall set his hand again the second time to recover his people is the day, yea, even the last time that the servants of the Lord shall go forth in his power to nourish and prune his vineyard. And after that, the end soon cometh. And how blessed are they who have labored diligently in his vineyard. And how cursed are they who shall be cast out into their own place, and the world shall be burned with fire. And how merciful is our God unto us, for he remembereth the house of Israel, both roots and branches, and he stretches forth his hands unto them all day long, and they are stiff-necked and gainsaying people. But as many as will not harden their hearts shall be saved in the kingdom of God. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, I beseech of you in words of soberness that ye would repent and come with full purpose of heart, and cleave unto God as he cleaveth unto you. And while his arm of mercy is extended toward you in the light of the day, harden not your hearts. Yet today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, for why will ye die? For behold, after ye have been nourished by good word of God all the day long, will ye bring forth evil fruit that ye must be hewn down and cast into the world? Behold, will ye reject these words? Will ye reject the words of the prophets? And will ye reject all the words which have been spoken concerning Christ, after so many spoken concerning him? and deny the good word of Christ, and the power of God, and the gift of the Holy Ghost, and quench the Holy Spirit, and make a mock of the great plan of redemption, which hath been laid for you. Know ye not that, if ye will do these things, that the power of the redemption and the resurrection, which is in Christ, will bring you to stand in shame and awful guilt, before the bar of God, according to the power of justice, for justice cannot be denied. Ye must go away into the lake of fire and brimstone, whose flames are unquenchable, and whose smoke ascended up forever and ever, which lake of fire and brimstone is endless torment. O oh, then, my beloved brethren, repent ye and enter in at the straight gate and continue in the way which is narrow until ye shall obtain eternal life oh be wise what can i say more finally i bid you farewell until i meet until i shall meet you before the pleasing bar of god which bar stricketh the wicked with awful dread and fear amen Jacob chapter 7. Sherem denies Christ, contends with Jacob, demands a sign, and is smitten of God. All the prophets have spoken of Christ and his atonement. The Nephites lived out their days as wanderers, born in tribulation and hated by the Lamanites, about 544 to 421 BC. And now it came to pass, after some years had passed away, there came a man among the people of Nephi, whose name was Sherem. 
And it came to pass that he began to preach among the people, and to declare unto them that there should be no Christ. And he preached many things which were flattering unto the people. And this he did, that he might overthrow the doctrine of Christ. And he labored diligently, and he labored diligently that he might lead away the hearts of the people, insomuch that he did lead many away many hearts. And he, knowing that I, Jacob, had faith in Christ who should come, he sought much more opportunity that he might come unto me. And he was learned that he had a perfect knowledge of the language of the people, wherefore he could use much flattery and much power of speech, according to the power of the devil. And he had hoped to shake me from my faith, notwithstanding the many revelations and the many things which I had seen concerning these things, for I truly had seen angels, and they had ministered unto me. And also I had heard the voice of the Lord speaking unto me in very word from time to time, wherefore I could be not shaken. And it came to pass that he came unto me, and on this wise did he speak unto me, saying, Brother Jacob, I have sought much opportunity that I might speak unto you, for I have heard and also know that thou goest about much, preaching that which ye call the gospel or the doctrine of Christ. And ye have led many much of this people, that they pervert the right way of God, and keep not the law of Moses, which is the right way, and convert the law of Moses into the worship of a being which ye shall which ye say shall come in many hundred years hence. And now behold, I, Sharam, declare unto you that this is blasphemy, for no man knoweth of such things, for he cannot tell of things to come. And, and after this manner did Sharam contend against me. But behold, the Lord God poured in his spirit into my soul, insomuch that I did confound him in all his words. And said unto him, Deniest thou the Christ who shall come? And he said, If there should be a Christ, I would not deny him. But I know that there is no Christ, neither has been, nor ever will be. And I said unto him, Believest thou the scriptures? And he said, Yea. And I said unto him, Then ye do not understand them, for they truly testify of Christ. Behold, I say unto you that none of the prophets have written, nor prophesied, save they have spoken concerning this Christ. And this is not all. It has been made manifest unto me, for I have heard and seen, and it also has been made manifest unto me by the power of the Holy Ghost. Wherefore, I know if ye, I know if there should be no atonement made all mankind must be lost. It came to pass that he said unto me, Show me a sign by the power of the Holy Ghost in, the, in thee which ye know so much. And I said unto him, What am I? What am I that I should tempt God to show unto thee a sign in the thing which thou knowest to be true? Yet thou wilt deny it, because thou art of the devil. Nevertheless, not my will be done. But if God shall smite thee, let that be a sign unto thee that he hath the power, both in heaven and in earth, and also that Christ shall come, and thy will, O Lord, be done, not mine. And it came to pass that when I, Jacob, had spoken these things, the power of the Lord came upon him, insomuch that he fell into the earth. And it came to pass that he was nourished for the space of many days. And it came to pass that he said unto the people, Gather together on the morrow, for I shall die. Wherefore, I desire to speak upon the people before I die. And it came to pass that on the morrow the multitude were gathered together. And he spake plainly unto them, and denied the things which he had taught them, and confessed the Christ, and the power of the Holy Ghost, and the ministering of angels. And he spake plainly unto them, that he had been deceived by the power of the devil, and he spake of hell, and of eternity, and of eternal punishment. 
And he said, I fear lest I have committed the unpardonable sin, for I have lied unto God, for I denied the Christ, and said that I believed the scriptures, that they truly testify of him. And because I thus lied unto God, I greatly fear lest my case shall be awful, but I confess unto God. And it came to pass that when he had said these words, he could say no more, and he gave up the ghost. And when the multitude had witnessed that he spake these things, as he was about to give up the ghost, they were astonished exceedingly, insomuch that the power of God came down upon them, and they were overcome that they fell into the earth. Now this thing was pleasing unto me, Jacob, for I had requested it of my father who was in heaven, for he had heard my cry and answered my prayer. And it came to pass that peace and the love of God was restored again among the people. And they searched the scriptures and hearkened no more to the words of this wicked man. And it came to pass that many means were devised to reclaim and restore the Lamanites to the knowledge of the truth. But it all was vain, for they delighted in wards and bloodshed, and they had eternal hatred against us, their brethren. And they sought by the power of their arms to destroy us continually. Wherefore the people of Nephi did fortify against them with their arms and with all their might, trusting in God and the rock of their salvation. Salvation. Wherefore they became as yet conquerors of their enemies. And it came to pass that I, Jacob, began to be old, and the record of this people being kept on the other plates of Nephi. Wherefore I conclude this record, declaring that I have written according to the best of my knowledge, by saying that the time passed away with us, and our lives passed away like it were unto us a dream, we being a lonesome and solemn people, wanderers cast from Jerusalem, born in tribulation, in a wilderness, and hated of our brethren, which caused wars and contentions, wherefore we did mourn out our days. And I, Jacob, saw that I must soon go down to my grave. Wherefore, I said unto my son Enos, Take these plates. And I told him the things my brother Nephi had commanded me. And he promised obedience unto the commandments. And I make an end of my writing upon these plates, which writing has been small. And to the reader I bid farewell hoping that many of my brethren may read my words. Brethren, adieu. Book of Enos Enos prays mightily and gains a remission of his sins. The voice of the Lord comes into his mind, promising salvation for the Lamanites in a future day. Nephites sought to reclaim the, ne- the Lamanites in their day. Enos rejoices in his Redeemer. Verse 1. Behold, it came to pass that I, Enos, knowing my father, that he was a just man, for he taught me in his language, and he also, and also in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And blessed be the name of my God for it. And I will tell you of the wrestle which I had before God, before I received a remission of my sins. Behold, I went to hunt beasts in the forest, and the words which I had heard, which I had often heard my father speak concerning eternal life, and the joy of the saints sunk deep into my heart. And my soul hungered, and I kneeled down before my maker, and I cried unto him in a mighty prayer and supplication for my own soul, and all the day long did I cry unto him. Yea, and when the night came, I did still raise my voice high, that it reached the heavens. And there came a voice unto me, saying, Enos, 
thy sins are forgiven thee, and thou shalt be blessed. And I, Enos, knew that God could not lie, wherefore my guilt was swept away. And I said, Lord, how is it done? And he said unto me, Because of thy faith in Christ, whom thou hast never before heard nor seen, and many years passed away, pass away before he shall manifest himself in the flesh. Wherefore, go to, thy faith hath made thee whole. Now it came to pass, pass that when I had heard these words, I had begun to feel a desire for the welfare of my brethren, the Nephites. Wherefore, I did pour out my whole soul unto God for them. And while I was thus struggling in the spirit, behold, the voice of the Lord came into my mind again, saying, I will visit thy brethren according to their diligence in keeping my commandments. I have given unto them this land, and it is a holy land, and I curse it not, save it be for the cause of iniquity. Wherefore, I will visit thy brethren according as I have said, and their transgressions will I bring down with sorrow upon their own heads. And after I, Enos, had heard these words, my faith began to be unshaken in the Lord, and I prayed unto him with many long strugglings for my brethren, the Lamanites. And it came to pass that after I had prayed and labored with all diligence, that the Lord said unto me, I will grant unto thee according to thy desires, because of thy faith. And now, behold, this was the desire which I desired of him, that if it should so be that my people, the Nephites, should fall into transgression, and by any means be destroyed, and the Lamanites should not be destroyed, that the Lord God would preserve a record of my people, the Nephites, even if it so be by the power of his holy arm, that might be that it might be brought forth at some future day unto the Lamanites, that perhaps they might be brought unto salvation. For at the present our strugglings were vain in restoring them to the truth faith, and they swore in their wrath that, if it were possible, they would destroy our records and us and all, also all the traditions of our fathers. Wherefore, I, knowing that the Lord God was able to preserve our records, I cried unto him continually. For he had said unto me, Whatsoever ye shall ask in faith, believing that ye shall receive it in the name of Christ, ye shall receive it. And I had faith, and I did cry unto God that he would preserve the records, and he covenanted, covenanted with me that he would bring them forth unto the Lamanites in his own due time. And I, Enos, knew it would be according to the covenant which he had made, wherefore my soul did rest. And the Lord said unto me, Thy fathers have also required of me this thing, and it shall be done unto them according to their faith, for their faith was like unto thine. And now it came to pass that I, Enos, went about among the people of Nephi, prophesying of the things to come, and testifying of the things which I had heard and seen. 
And I bear record that the people of Nephi did seek diligently to restore the Lamanites unto the true faith in God, but our labors were vain. Their um, dislike was fixed, and they were led by their evil nature, that they became wild and ferocious, and a bloodthirsty people, full of idolatry and filthiness, feeding upon beasts of prey, dwelling in tents, and wandering about in the wilderness with a short skin girdle about their loins, and their head shaven, and their skill was in the bow, and in the simmeter, and the axe, and many of them did eat nothing, save it was raw meat, and they were continually seeking to destroy us. And it came to pass that the people of Nephi did till the land, and raise all manner of grain, and and of fruit, and flocks of herd, and flocks of all manner of cattle, of of every kind, and goats, and wild goats, and also many horses. And they were exceedingly many prophets among us. And the people were stiff-necked people, hard to understand. (laughs) And there was nothing save it was exceeding harshness, preaching and prophesying of wars, and contentions, and destructions, and continually reminding them of death and the duration of eternity, and the judgments and the power of God and all these things, stirring them up continually to keep them in the fear of the Lord. I say there was nothing short of these things, and exceedingly great plainness of speech would keep them from going down speedily to destruction. And after this manner do I write concerning them. And I saw wars between the Nephites and Lamanites in the course of my days. And it came to pass that I began to be old. And in a hundred and seventy and nine years had passed away from the time that our father Lehi left Jerusalem. And I saw that I must soon go down to my grave, having been brought upon by the power of God that I must preach the prophecy unto this people, and declare the word according to the truth which is in Christ. And I have declared it in all my days, and have rejoiced in it above that of the world. And I soon go to the place of my rest, which is with my Redeemer, for I know that in Him I shall rest. And I rejoice in the day when my mortal, when my mortal shall put in immortality, and shall stand before him. Then shall I see his face with pleasure, and he will say unto me, Come unto me, ye blessed. There is a place prepared for you in the mansions of my Father. Amen. The Book of Jerem, Chapter 1 The Nephites keep the law of Moses, look forward to coming of Christ, and prosper in the land. Many prophets labor to keep them in the way of truth. Now behold, I, Jerem, write a few words according to the commandment of my father Enos, that our genealogy may be kept. And as these plates are small, and as these things are written for the intent of the benefit of our brethren the Lamanites, wherefore it must needs be that I write a little, but I shall not write the things of my prophesying, nor of my revelation, for what I could, for what could I write more than my fathers have written? For have not they revealed the plan of salvation, I say unto you, yea, and this sufficeth me. Behold, it is expedient that 
Much should be done among this people because of the hardness of their hearts and the deafness of their ears and the blindness of their minds and the stiffness of their necks. Nevertheless, God is exceedingly merciful unto them and has not as yet swept them off from the face of the land. And there are many among us who have many revelations, for they are not all stiff-necked, and as many as are not stiff-necked and have faith have communion with the Holy Spirit, which maketh manifest unto the children of men according to their faith. And now, behold, two hundred years have passed away, and the people of the Nephites had waxed strong in the land. They observed to keep the law of Moses and the Sabbath day holy unto the Lord, and they profaned not Neither did they blasphemy, and the laws of the land were exceedingly strict. And they were scattered upon much of the face of the land, and the Lamanites also. And they were exceedingly more numerous than were they of the Nephites, and they loved murder and would drink the blood of beasts. And it came to pass that they came many times against us, the Nephites, to battle, but our kings and our leaders were mighty men in faith of the Lord. And they taught the people the ways of the Lord. Wherefore we withstood the Lamanites and swept them away out of our lands and began to fortify our cities or whatsoever place of our inheritance. And we multiplied exceedingly and spread upon the face of the land and became exceedingly rich in gold and in silver and in precious things and in fine workmanship of wood and buildings and in machinery and also in iron and copper and brass and steel, making all manner of tools of every kind till the ground and weapons of war, yea, the sharp-pointed arrow, and the quiver, and the dart, and the javelin, and all preparations for war. And thus, being prepared to meet the Lamanites, they did not prosper against us, but the Lord, the word of the Lord was verified, which he spake unto our fathers, saying that, Inasmuch as ye will keep my commandments, ye shall prosper in the land. And it came to pass that the prophets of the Lord did threaten the people of Nephi according to the word of God, that if they did not keep the commandments, but should fall into transgression, they should be destroyed from off the face of the land. Wherefore, the prophets and the priests and the teachers did labor diligently, exhorting with all long suffering the people to diligence, teaching the law of Moses and the intent for which it was given, persuading them to look forward unto the Messiah and believe in him, as they as though he already was, and after this manner did they teach them. And it came to pass that by doing so they kept them from being destroyed upon the face of the land, for they did prick their hearts with words, continually stirring them up into repentance. And it came to pass that two hundred and thirty and eight years had passed away after the manner of wars and contentions and dissensions for the space of much of the time. And I, Jerem, did not write more for the plates are small, but behold, my brethren, Ye can go to the other plates of Nephi, for behold, upon them the records of our wars are engraven according to the writings of the kings, or those which they caused to be written. And I deliver these plates unto the hands of my son Omni, that they may be kept according to the commandments of my father. The Book of Omni Omni, Amaron, Shemesh, Abinadom, and Amalekai, each in turn, keep the records. Mosiah discovers the people of Zarahemla, who came from Jerusalem in the days of Zedekiah. Mosiah is made king over them. The descendants of Mulek at Zarahemla had discovered Coriantumr, the last of the Jaredites. King Benjamin succeeds Mosiah. Men should offer their souls as an offering to Christ. About 323 to 130 BC. B. 
Behold, it came to pass that I, Omni, being commanded by my father, Jerem, that I should write somewhat upon these plates to preserve our genealogy. Wherefore, in my days, I would that ye should know that I fought much with the sword to preserve my people, the Nephites, from falling into the hands of their enemies, the Lamanites. But behold, I of myself am a wicked man, and I have not kept the statutes and commandments of the Lord as I ought to have done. And it came to pass that two hundred and seventy and six years had passed away, and we had many seasons of peace, and we had many seasons of serious war and bloodshed. Yea, and in fine, two hundred and eighty and two years had passed away, and I had kept these plates according to the commandments of my fathers. And I conferred them upon my son Amaron, and I make an end. And now I, Amaron, write the things whatsoever I write, which are few in the book of my father. Behold, it came to pass that three hundred and twenty years had passed away, and the more wicked part of the Nephites were destroyed. For the Lord would not suffer, after he had led them out of the land of Jerusalem, and kept and preserved them from falling into the hands of their enemies, yea, he would not suffer the words should not be verified, which he spake unto our fathers, saying that, Inasmuch as ye will not keep my commandments, ye shall not prosper in the land. Wherefore the Lord did visit them in great judgment, nevertheless he did spare the righteous that they should not perish, but did deliver them out of the hands of their enemies. And it came to pass that I did deliver the plates unto my brother, Chemish. Now I, Chemish, write what few things I write, in the same book with my brother. For behold, I saw the last which he wrote, that he wrote it with his own hand, and he wrote it in the day that he delivered them unto me. And after this manner we keep the records, for it is according to the commandments of our fathers, and I make an end. Behold I, Abinadom, and the son of Chemish, and behold, it came to pass that I saw much war and contention between my people, the Nephites, and the Lamanites. And I, with my own sword, have taken the lives of many of the Lamanites in the defense of my brethren. And behold, the record of this people is engraven upon plates which is had by the kings, according to the generations. And I know of no revelation, save that which has been written neither prophecy. Wherefore, that which is sufficient is written, and I make an end. Behold, I am Amalekai, the son of Abinadom. Behold, I will speak unto you somewhat concerning Mosiah, who was made king over the land of Zarahemla. For behold, he being warned of the Lord, that he should flee out of the land of Nephi, and as many as would hearken unto the voice of the Lord should also depart out of the land with him into the wilderness. And it came to pass that he did according as the Lord had commanded him, and they departed out of the land into the wilderness, as many as he would hearken unto the voice of the Lord, and they were led by many preachings and prophesyings, and they were admonished continually by the word of God, and they were led by the power of his arm, through the wilderness until they came down into the land which is called the land of Zarahemla. And when they had discovered a people who were called the people of Zarahemla, 
Now there was a great rejoicing among the people of Zarahemla, and also Zarahemla did rejoice exceedingly, because the Lord had sent the people of Mosiah with the plates of brass which contained the records of the Jews. Behold, it came to pass that Mosiah discovered that the people of Zarahemla came out from Jerusalem at the time that Zedekiah, king of Judah, was carried away captive into Babylon. And they journeyed into the wilderness, and were brought by the hand of the Lord across the great waters, into the land where Mosiah discovered them. And they had dwelt there from that time forth. And at the time that Mosiah discovered them, they had become exceedingly numerous. Nevertheless, they had had many wars and serious contentions, and had fallen by the sword from time to time. And their language had become so corrupted and they had brought no records with them, and they denied the being of their creator, and Mosiah, nor the people of Mosiah, could understand them. But it came to pass that Mosiah caused that they should be taught in his language, and it came to pass that after they were taught in the language of Mosiah, Zarahemla gave a genealogy of his fathers, according to his memory, and they are written, but not in these plates. And it came to pass that the people of Zarahemla and of Mosiah did unite together, and Mosiah was appointed to be their king. And it came to pass that in the days of Mosiah there was a large stone brought unto him with engravings on it, and he did interpret the engravings by the gift and power of God. And they gave an account of one Coriantumr and the slain of his people. And Coriantumr was discovered by the people of Zarahemla, and he dwelt with them for the space of nine moons. It also spake a few words concerning his fathers, and his first parents came out from the tower at the time the Lord confounded the language of the people, and the severity of the Lord fell upon them according to his judgments, which are just, and their bones lay scattered in the land northward. Behold, I, Amalekai, was born in the days of Mosiah, and I have lived to see his death, and Benjamin, his son, reigneth in his stead. And behold, I have seen, in the days of King Benjamin, a serious war and much bloodshed between the Nephites and the Lamanites. But behold, the Nephites did obtain much advantage over them, yea, insomuch that King Benjamin did drive them out of the land of Zarahemla. And it came to pass that I began to be old, and having no seed, and knowing King Benjamin to be a just man before the Lord, wherefore I shall deliver up these plates unto him, exhorting all men to come unto God, the Holy One of Israel, and believe in prophesying, and in revelations, and in the ministering of angels, and in the gift of speaking with tongues, and in the gift of interpreting languages, and in all things which are good, for there is nothing which is good save it comes from the Lord, and that which is evil cometh from the devil. And now, my beloved brethren, I would that ye should come unto Christ, who is the Holy One of Israel, and partake in his salvation, and the power of his redemption. Yea, come unto him, and offer your whole souls as an offering unto him, and continue in fasting and pray, praying, and endure to the end and as the Lord liveth, ye will be saved.
And now I would speak somewhat concerning a certain number who went up into the wilderness to return to the land of Nephi. For there was a large number who were desirous to possess the land of their inheritance. Wherefore they went up into the wilderness, and their leader, being a strong and mighty man, and a stiff-necked man, wherefore he caused a contention among them, and they were all slain, save fifty in the wilderness, and they returned again to the land of Zarahemla. And it came to pass that they also took others to a considerable number, and took their journey again into the wilderness. And I, Amalekai, had a brother, who also went with them, and I have not since known concerning them. And I am about to lie down in my grave, and these plates are full, and I make an end of my speaking.